to another episode of Not Your Average Denizens. Today, I have here with me, uh, Alice, uh, Juliet. Hi. And Kara. Hey, everyone. Which we just which we just now found out is actually Kiera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish I could say it as beautifully as you say it, but I try my best. I try my best. <laughs> Either way, I'm okay with all of it, so no worries. <laughs> Yeah, she won't fight you. <laughs> we'll just continue, um, continue butchering. Just don't call me C Ara, because then then we'll have issues. That's great. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. <laughs> so uh, we have some decent spotlights in news this week. Uh, we'll cover a few items, but overall, I think it's going to be a decently length uh, podcast and. Uh, we only have one music video we really, really want to cover. So, like, we've been recently, like, making our music video segments a little bit more brief. Um, whether you like that or not, please let us know. Uh, but we're really just concentrating on the ones that we have strong opinions on. So, uh, for this week, we're going to be talking about Girls' Day, uh, which I actually didn't know too much about. And they just released a comeback single called I'll Be Yours. I can start talking about it, but basically I I saw the music video today and I didn't even know that Girls' Day, yeah, literally just now, and I didn't even know that Girls' Day had only four people. Um, So it was all a new experience, but overall I really liked it. Um, I really could only remember one girl's face and I think it was the, the one who's like the main singer. She was, had a really good voice and which I was like surprised about because I didn't, you know, how like, you know, K-pop female idols, they're like, all, not every single one's voices is that strong. So it's like surprising to see such, hear such a strong voice in a music video that looked really poppy. I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and think that you're talking about Mina. Uh, how do you spell it? M-I-N-A-H. Okay, let me, let me Google her. Because that's but, what uh, I uh, kind of thought when I was listening to it as well. I loved her voice and it, it sounded really powerful super powerful like I almost kind of half thought was like is alien a group like because I was like I don't know <laughs> but um yeah I think it's definitely her because I remember her having like a super tiny chin and this girl has a super tiny chin that's funny yeah Mina's the, Mina's the main vocalist so she's the one doing all the high notes and all the all that action this yeah she's super super talented and and then I really enjoyed the song overall too I thought it was like catchy and like a song never really grasps gra- grabs me like the first time, but um, she uh, but the song I think if I heard it a few more times I definitely could see it in my like repertoire right now. Also, is Mina one of the girls who like went through like a drastic weight loss? Um, I think maybe a little bit. She was kind of a bit more chubbier, but not yeah, it really. depends on what you call drastic. I think she just got like super skinny maybe is what I'm thinking. Yes, I definitely see her on like <laughs> like all K-pop trash articles, <laughs> like articles uh, like <laughs> K-pop idols who lost a lot of wait list. Yeah, um, sounds right. <laughs> 
but um another comment that i had about it was that i kind of like remember like i had a thought like there's that one girl who's at the piano and she's i think she's a rapper yeah yuda yuda okay so when she was rapping i almost was like it's it would it's so funny to think as like an outside of k-pop person like someone who isn't exposed to k-pop at all and you see somebody who's like identified as like the rapper of the group and they're basically like talk singing and then that's like considered as the rapper and i say this as like a twice fan because i know like dian and like um young <laughs> they're basically like the quote-unquote rappers of the group but like they basically talk sing and i was listening to like migos bad and bougie this morning and i was just like if anybody who was like actually a rapper in the u.s like saw any of that stuff and said these people who are cl claiming themselves as like rappers of the group in the k-pop sense you know they'd be like what <laughs> i know like I, I think a lot of people had the same feeling with uh, Mino from Shiny. <laughs> well, that's like an extreme case. <laughs> yeah, but it still sounds. Honestly, Mino's like raps in Shiny are like 2 p.m. level, not great, to be honest. And I think Taekyung's probably one of the worst rappers out there as well. But let's be honest, the rap in 2 p.m.'s heartbeat is iconic. You know, it's iconic, and I'm going to 100% agree with you, but it's bad. <laughs> but it's bad. It is. <laughs> but it's I, like just, like, tech is just, like, yelling at us. <laughs> but it was definitely, like, the style of back then. I mean, it still is now, but, you know. Oh, for sure. Because, you know, before, Sorry, go whenever ahead. The, someone got, anyone got the rap um, label, it was never because they were good at rap. It was just, you know. We need someone, I guess, to cover this part of the song. So we'll call you the rapper. Yeah, they're like manufactured rappers. Yeah, which is like totally fine in the sense of like K-pop. But I was just like struck with like the absurdity of it all for a minute. Just because it's like so funny to think that that's like what we're like. Oh, she's the rapper of the group. And she's wearing like a bug on and like a piano. And she's like, oh no. But um, it's just like funny to think that like, like that girl from Girls' Day, she is like in a ball gown and like at a piano and she's like rapping, but she's really like talk singing and she's like called the rapper. It's just like funny to think, not not because I'm dissing her because she did a great job, but it's just like funny to think from like a real Western perspective of rap. Like she's not Kendrick Lamar is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> no, no one here. No one here. either. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know, but it's just, like, funny to think that she's, like, the rapper of the group. When I first watched the music video and I heard this song, at first I was kind of meh about it. I mean, I don't know. Like, I liked it, but at the same time, it it didn't feel, like, powerful as it should have been in a sense. Because I felt like, especially, like, Girls' Day, they've been out of the game for a little bit. Because um, I think Ring My Bell came out, what, two years ago? So I felt, I thought they would come back with something they were going to come back with something a bit more stronger, something like their past songs, which was called Something, um, which was really, really good. Um, so I thought they were going to do something like that. But but when I listened to it earlier again today, I realized, actually, wait, it's not half bad. It's actually not bad at all. Mina definitely makes this song better than it really is. For sure. But, 
but that's always kind of been girls day. like Mina's always been the one that vocally that outshine the like makes the group shine even more it was it, it was it was always kind of a thing for them because it was always like oh Mina's sings like 90 percent of the song and blah 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 so you know rest in peace her vocals after this uh promotion cycle because <laughs> she's gonna be doing high notes like crazy every day but um, lol <laughs> <laughs> but um I, but i mean it's definitely girls day style i think it's 100 times better than ring my bell like i totally disliked ring my bell so i mean this i'm starting to warm up to this uh comeback um the girls look great the music video was okay-ish it was very cheaper than usual compared to girls day music video so i don't know if it's like their company they're trying to like well you got you girls have been out for the game for a minute so we kind of gotta spend less on you music video wise i don't know i didn't really like some of the outfits but yeah it was uh, it's all right and i don't mind it at all has it been a full two years since their comeback last comeback i think so i gotta google now ring my bell when it came out (laughs) I wouldn't comeback. doubt it. They pushed their comeback for so long. Oh, they did? Feels um, like it. Girls, they ring my bell. It came out in 2015, yep. So Damn. It's been, and then it's they're been, coming out with like a low qual, not low qual, mid qual video. Yeah. That's kind of shady. I While you're talking about the Girls Day, uh, the, their new comeback, I like started just kind of looking at the something video and it's like really super cute i'm definitely going to check out their older stuff because what's her face mina's oh, voice is like super super good oh yeah it's so good she also check out uh ex- their song expectations it's so it's a song that pretty much launched their to like being actual popular you know being a popular girl group and stuff like that it's so good I'll definitely have to check it out. And I love, I was like looking at their choreo and I love their little like skirt teasing play thing with like the long skirt in the front. Yeah, so again, like in a way I'm also excited because they do, girls, they do give me that feeling of like old school girl groups that I don't really feel with the current new girl groups, which is understandable because like there's a slight kind of generation gap if you want to say between Girls Day on and you know all these other girl groups that are out right now, um, you know Pristine and whatever have you. Um, who else is out? I don't remember. But um, Blackpink. <laughs> no one, oh, yeah. no one but Pristine or Pristine. Well, no, I'm talking about like that's doing promotions right now. Oh, okay. oh, oh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, <laughs> Pristine. Oh, Google Dan. Yeah. Oh no. Of course, I won't forget that. They're just not promoting right now. <laughs> uh, but so to watch like the music shows, I haven't really watched majority of it yet. But it's just you can tell like they're a Sunday group. They're like an older group. I mean, they're not that older than them, but you can feel the difference. Wow, so. that's interesting. Which is so funny because they're like super cute still. You know, they're not like ragged. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, but yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah, I see your point with the last comment, but um, I don't really have a strong opinion, so I'm just going to go ahead and tell you guys what Tim thought a little bit. 
let us know let us Tim, know Tim. so tim liked it he might have even loved it i don't know he didn't specify but he wanted us to show love so i'm gonna assume that he loved it and he was uh worried about it being a cute concept before or, or like a cute summer song or something and it wasn't that so i'm pretty sure he's happy with it there you go tim yeah he wanted to make us make sure that we hyped it uh during WrestleMania right now <laughs> <laughs> which i don't really blame it on because like when i was a kid i used to really really like wwf that's what it used to be called back in the day mm. um and i don't blame him it's a it's a show it's like k-pop for men for sorry not not men that was sexist but it's k-pop for a different type of crowd <laughs> it's like got a lot of theater you know yeah theatrics well-shaped bodies scantily clothed people okay you know. about WrestleMania. anyway anyway so that closes out on our music video section because but just to shout out a few songs that came out that you should check out xq whoever that is came out with a song called <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i actually really don't know who that is and i'm like shocked because i feel like i should know most of them but does anybody know who xq is or could nope. give a little background nope oh, okay no. so xq came out with a song called long time please support him or her or them him. uh him a person called i'm came out with a song called save me g2 is, uh, an old uh, top dog member oh interesting and then G2, who, he's the one who was in Show Me the Money, right? Yep. He came out with a song called Knocking at Your Door. And Red Velvet came with an SM Station Part 2, which is like the second year song called Would You. So please check out those uh, different music videos. Sorry, I just want to so. say this really quick. I don't get why SM decided to be like, oh, SM Station's done. And then they just come out with SM Station 2. <laughs> I totally agree because there's this like whole thing with like Suho's last song, like SM Station is over. And like, wait. it wasn't like a year later they came out with two, it was like two months. I know, it literally was just the next year. They just took a gap to make more songs. And, <laughs> and like, if, if I could just hype for like a half second, and I'm sorry, an SM Station song that's coming out is 10. And I'm very, very excited. He's one of the members from N NCTU who got like literally sent back into the SM basement and like we haven't seen since. Uh, but he's like super talented in dance and I'm really excited for him to get his own like solo song, even if it's an SM station song. So please look out for that. All right. So the news. First thing that we have is KBS is going to start up a new show and they're going to have top girl group members and they're going to make their own drama. So I, from what I understood, it was like, I, I know that Somi's going to be in it. Do you guys know like who are the other girl group members that are going to be participating in the drama? I honestly don't know. It's the one thing I didn't research. I just saw the topic and I was like, oh, I'll write that down. Hence the question mark. Um, yeah. So they, I, I'm going to correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't know if all of y'all have like looked at it yet, but they're like making the drama. So uh, they're going to make the script and like I'm not sure if they, yeah, if they like, they are going to actually produce the drama, which is going to be interesting to see uh, <laughs> because a lot of these people are homeschooled. So I'm wondering how that's going to turn out. 
uh, <laughs> Homeschool? What is that? Just because, like, just because, like, you know, they're so busy. Like, do they read? Like, do they get to develop their composition? <laughs> do, they <read>? <laughs> do, do they get time to read? Do they get time to read? You know, I know they can actually read words, but like, do they get time to read or like develop like writing skills or like narration no, or plot or dialogue? They probably watch dramas and that's all you need because they have formulas anyway. You're actually 100% right. You know, they're probably going to do an excellent job. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll probably watch the shit out of this drama. But basically, um, they're going to do it. And it looks like um, I'm looking at, like, the article and it has a, oh, no, it just has all the girl groups. And then the individual members of the girl groups will be in that drama. So... Oh, they, they confirmed not only Somi, but they also confirmed Silgi from Red Velvet, who's like the the one who's like famous for their visuals and stuff like that, right? The one like who we that, killed right? multiple times on FMK. On what? The one who we killed multiple times on FMK. Yeah, which I really regret. I mean, honestly, maybe I don't because like given the scheme of all the groups, I probably wouldn't have changed. Anyway. <laughs> But like, yeah, they're doing their own drama. So we'll be looking forward to that. Hopefully people can act and, you know, do a good job making an actual worthwhile show. Uh, the next thing that we want to talk about is Taehyun, formerly of Winner, has launched his own band, South Club. I'm and just going to make a here to tell everybody that Nico requested this and he is not here to talk about it. Oh, well, the only thing that I was going to really mention was the fact that uh, I think, Juliet, you'd mentioned that he made he was able to put the group together in a short period of time right oh that's, that was nico talking about how he did it in 78 days okay just kidding it wasn't you it was probably <laughs> you fighting nico and i just remembered both of you guys talking <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah like 78 days which i was like yeah you're in la first of all like lost broken dreams of like entertainers <laughs> and actors and you were able to create like a band in 78 days like not incredibly shocking but good for you guys you know like I'm sure you could have found somebody not to mention um, he probably had a bunch of songs in stock from when winter wasn't promoting so yeah and also like it's Taehyun you know what I mean so like even mm -hmm. if you kind of like if you're trying to make a big in LA and you can like at least latch on to somebody who's already got like a fan base like why not take that opportunity, you know? And LA also has like a big Korea town. So I'm sure you could have found some people who do know who Taehyun is and are interested in like boosting their careers. Of course, yeah. Anybody else got, I mean, the only funny thing about South Club launching is the fact that Winner is also coming back <laughs> at the same <laughs> time. Wild. Yeah, which I mean, I'm sure you guys talked about. So like, that I'll put that to rest. Um, B2B Peniel has held his first photo exhibition, which is pretty exciting. Were you guys able to see any of the pictures that he put on his exhibit? Is he a no. worthwhile photographer? Okay, here's here's the thing that I want to say. I think it's really great that he has an exhibit, and I think it's awesome to see when idols like have other hobbies or like if they pursue other like avenues of creativity. But I've seen Peniel's uh, photography account on Instagram, and it's not that special. So I'm not really sure what his exhibit looks like. Yikes. What yeah. is his um, uh, Instagram handle for his yeah. photography? I'll write it in this thing. Okay. And then also, I'm like not 100% in love with 
the name of his exhibition. So he portmanteaued it with Peniel and photography, that's, and he that's made it his Instagram. Oh, that's what it is because it's called penography. Yeah, penography. Which, which I don't really need to explain why that sounds not great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, but I'm just in photography. What are you talking about? Just just say pornography three times fast, and you'll probably understand <laughs> why it doesn't sound <laughs> it doesn't sound that sound that appealing. And I'm I'm a little bit scared to even Google pornography in my Google <laughs> right now. So I'll probably have to do it. Later. On. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I at least he's doing his own thing. You know, good for him. Um, but side note, I love movie and I was kind of late on that train, but like, that's a really good comeback song. <laughs> the last smaller item before we launch into our two bigger news items is that SM bought shares, 28% of shares in Mystic Entertainment, which I believe is the group or sorry, the uh, production company that you just Huck is in. Um, I'm not sure. I thought it was the indie any in indie entertainment company. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. I'm 100% um, wrong. Yeah, it's kind of known for like more like the indies. Um, oh, yeah. Mystic I, Entertainment had a Toga World. They have um, Brown Eyed Girls. Girls. Yeah. yeah. Eddie Kim to now the great artist Thunder. <laughs> I had, they have G1 of 2 a.m. Oh. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Rohei, Rohei, I can't even say his name, but you know what I'm talking about. The guy who was in Roommate Season 2 is on there, the Japanese guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. They also Um, have, they used to have Lim Kim. Which is kind of funny in a way, because like, just looking at the current stat stack up, I mean, it's like pretty small potatoes compared to what SM has. Yeah, but maybe Some, they saw like a direction they could take it. So right, but like just by looking at the different people in there, I'm like maybe actors, just because like I don't really like see anything that's like super exciting in there. Oh, I didn't realize Um Jong Hwa is now with Mystic. If you want to say the Madonna of K-pop in the sense. Really? Maybe that's why they just came for her. I'm guessing maybe SM is interested in the whole indie. Oh. Because I guess also because I feel like also with doing this whole SM station that they're trying out something new. Mm -hmm. So I feel like getting some good amount of shares from Mystic will help them with this whole indie artist. I think they're just trying to be Disney and buy everything. That too, you know. They, oh they, want, gosh, they want a piece. They want a piece of everybody's pie, you know. <laughs> you know, if if you know if SM knew any better, they would get into like rap and hip hop. I feel like I think that's like the next frontier. And SM, the way that they have it, they have NCT Mark, and that's like basically it. Okay, that's a little harsh. Is it like who else I mean, is a good rapper in SM? Um, I don't even mean it in a mean way, but it's like, there's no show me the money. It's six no, contestant not, in SM. 
I'm just saying maybe with their sound, they're trying to more move more into that. But I would think like underground or like career rappers are would be uh, hesitant to join SM. Well, but that could be why they buy companies like Mystic, because like, you know, even YG has their like sub labels and stuff like high ground or whatever. That's like a little bit different. So like I could see SM doing something like that and like buying a smaller company, let's say like they did with AOMG the way that CJ and EM whatever did. And like while they retain their street cred by being like their own entity but they still have like the support of like a bigger company like SM or they ruin them. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's just like with hip hop, there aren't, I mean, there are a couple companies, but like most of them are individuals, right? Oh, you mean like they're like, uh, like there's no like one company where they're like, we're tapping into the rapper. AOMG. The market. Yeah. But do you think Jay would really sell to SM? I don't know. Oh no. Well they he like sold at least his distribution rights to CJ or C N J E M or whatever. So like I know it's not the same, but at least they're doing something that's like kind of broadening their reach. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. So let's moving on into our bigger items. Uh BTS because they're wildly gaining more popularity as the years go on, have received a second death threat while they've been in the U.S. Well, not while they've been in the U.S., just at this instance, but, like, they've been in the U.S. twice before, or twice now, or not twice now, but they've been in the U.S. twice, in which that they have received death threats. And so, um, Juliet, I was going to say, you. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Juliet, since you're a little bit closer on the subject, I'm going to let you take it away. <laughs> okay, I'll try. First of all, death threats are never okay. But when it happened to Rap Monster, there was like a direct event that happened to piss people off. But like, why Jimin? What did he do? She doesn't like his name. I hate to be that person, but like, what did Ratmon do? Because I actually don't know anything except um, for the fact that like somebody tweeted at him and. He made a joke about something, somebody in the darkness or something like that. It was one of the racial problems that people oh. are. Sorry, I'm really bad with my memory, but. Oh, you know what? I think I overheard this on one of my group chats, but it's something about black people in the dark, basically, right? Something, something along darkness or like one of the members was so dark that you couldn't see him in the dark. I don't know, uh... but it was something along those lines. And as rude as that is, somebody grossly overreacted. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not going to say in their defense, but like it was a joke, but it was a stupid joke. <laughs> it's not funny. What are you talking about? Um, yeah, that is not funny. Yeah, do you want, I don't have the details with me, so if you want to tell the details of what happened. Um, yeah, I definitely can do that. So basically, Jimin, who is a sweet baby angel and deserves everything, received a death threat. And all that he's done in this world is dance his little heart out, give us his iron thighs and his beautiful eye smile. And these are as many compliments as I could ever give to Jimin. (laughs) And uh, he received a death threat before the Anaheim concert that they're supposed to have this weekend. Tomorrow, actually. Oh, tomorrow. Um, so they threatened shooting him. These are tweets, by the way. They threatened shooting him during Lie, which I believe is a solo song or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and then they tweeted calling him a pig and then they they took pic they took they didn't take the pictures but they posted pictures or i don't know they posted it pictures like of google guns pictures. sorry it looked like just off google image oh so it was like a getty images of like a gun like you're so hood and well, then that was the getty image logo but yeah <laughs> And then they also posted like a slaughter pig and they were calling him a pig, which is like super messed up. And they claimed to have like two accomplices saying like, oh, like we're all going to get you, whatever. But their handle, their handle labels them a BTS auntie. Um, so there's that whole thing, which is like ridiculous, like the fandom wars or whatever. And uh, Big Hit, I guess, said that they are aware of this threat and they're strengthening security around the venue and stuff like that. And they're taking other precautions to make sure. And like, you know, when you go into these concerts, they usually like look in your purse and stuff like that. And you have to go through a metal detector anyway. So I'm sure that there's going to be a good level of security there. And at the end of the day, like, you know, it's Twitter. So like, these people may not be serious, but I mean, at the, at the end of the day, of the end of the day, like, who knows if they are or not, or if they're disturbed or whatever, and like, you got to be careful. Yeah, I'm basically. glad they mentioned the fact that they understood that it could be an empty threat, that it could be a joke, that it could be something not worth freaking out over, and so they didn't freak out like they could have, so that was nice. <laughs> Because, like, didn't they do that with, um, when it happened with Rat Monster? Like, they cut the concert short? Like, that uh, yeah. Apparently, well, I think the tweet happened during the concert, so then they just cut off the concert and pushed them away. Yeah. So, I Which guess this time they realized. Yeah. I hmm? guess that this, this time they realized, like, well, this could be a serious threat or it could not be, you know, it could be just fake. So, so we'll, we'll just proceed with caution, but we'll continue with you know, the schedule and all that stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I which I mean, that's kind of the worst because I know a lot of idols are already scared which of America because guns are legal here. So it's just... I, I want to just do like a small story. And I know I've got a penchant of just telling small stories, but so it's relevant. <laughs> um, so as oh, I've said on this podcast so before, <laughs> as I've said on this podcast before, I, I'm Korean. I was born in, in the U.S., but my parents are immigrants from South Korea and or just Korea. Um, and it's so funny because like I was in a neighborhood with a lot of uh, like white folks. And so those were, those were like my friends growing up. And when I was like maybe 15, so I moved to my town when I was like seven or eight. So at this point it had been like eight or, you know, eight or nine years. And my, my best friend, she's white and American and she lived across the street from us. And we'd been growing up being best friends ever since I was little. And my parents were like, oh, doesn't so-and-so's family like own a gun? And I was like, no, like none of my friends' families own guns. And they're like, what? And then at this point, they've already been living in the US for like more than 10 years <laughs> or 15 years. And they're like, we just assumed like every single person had a gun. So if my Korean parents who immigrated here like 15, 16 years ago, still thought that like every white person in America owned a gun. Like you can only imagine what a Korean person removed from America in Korea thinks about Americans <laughs> and owning guns. So like, yeah, I could see that like, you know, those types of gun threats could be pretty spooky to, you know, their management and themselves. 
not to mention, I don't know, I mean, they probably haven't even like heard of it, but not to ha- mention what happened with Christina Grimmy in Florida. Oh yeah, that was terrible. That was terrible. Yeah. I hope they've never heard of that. Cause like, honestly, if I had heard of that and then there was also those threats going on, no way I would go on stage. That's crazy. Yeah. And I was on, and now I'm from Korea and I think everybody already owns a gun and we have open carry laws in the States. Like what? No. <laughs> Like, I quit. I don't care about my contract. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, listen, they're crazies out there. These Americans, you, don't, you know, can't trust them. Yeah, <laughs> so basically, you know, moral of the story is, you know, think before you tweet. <laughs> um, so the next uh, issue that we have here, or not issue, news item that we have here is that 17 members, so the members of 17 they allegedly treat their fans poorly. And this is like a rumor that's been kind of like running around. Yeah, keyword bas- allegedly. Yeah, allegedly, and it is a rumor. Basically, as every boy group has, or not even boy group, as every K-pop group has, they have their rich fans, right? They have their friends that are like buying them personal like Gucci and stuff like that. And like, it's like a thing, right? And so Seventeen must have like these types of fans who are, you know, wealthy and are able to spend money on them for fancy things. And apparently a member, and I think you, Jungan, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jungan? Yeah. Apparently Jungan called one of them a cash cow. Um, and this is on audio, correct? Um, we don't know who called any, if anybody. Oh. Called. Yeah, Jungan oh, did see. another thing. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yeah, sorry. I, I'm backpedaling. So. They're allegedly a member who may or may not be Jung-on <laughs> uh, called, <laughs> which, which makes it sound like it's Jung-on, but we don't know. <laughs> not, we don't know. May or may not be. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, called them a cash cow, which they could have been a joke because like, you know, if you are wealthy, you have like a close relationship or what it seems to be a close relationship with these groups. And then of course, the separate rumor is that Jung-on has... Uh, there's audio of Chang'an telling a fan to not come back to like their fan meets and stuff like that. Um, the audio event people say seems like they were like joking around, um, but like who knows? And then also like who knows if they were 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 not joking? And then also on top of that, there there's this this is like a really old rumor, but like regifting fan gifts. So I've heard that like Seventeen like regifts their fan gifts to their managers and stuff like that. Um, so there's like that whole thing. So basically it's like 17, the rumor is like 17's trash to their fans, which I don't know if is true. And like a lot of the stuff is rumors. What do you guys think? I feel like I'm biased because I feel like they're nicer than that. Like, I don't know about the fan regifting thing. It, on the article that I saw, it seemed like it was untrue and it was old. So I'm not sure if that was ever resolved, but, um, do they say exactly what the gift is? Um, there's that... a picture of it. I can't remember what it was. Okay. Because I was just wondering, because I'm just like, if it's like food or something, you know, like, because fans like to give their idols, like, you know, food and stuff whenever they go, they have like a performance or something. I'm if like, I'm remembering right, it was like stuff like clothes. That's what I remember hearing as well. Yeah, I'm going to pull up the article real quick. Which is like such a funny thing. Because I do feel personally a little bit torn about it because, like, you know, if you went out of your way and purchased 
your bias or your group something and you see your manager their manager wearing it if it is true at all let's say like i would be pretty heartbroken personally Yeah, I guess it would be a bit sad, but then maybe, you don't know, maybe a situation happened where their shirt got damaged, so you're like, oh, I have this extra shirt, you can wear it, and then return it back to me, or something like that. I totally agree, but it's just like, I think I would just be like a petty person and be like upset about it. I feel like it depends on the gift and other factors as well, but like, when you think about it, how much stuff they probably get from fans, you can't keep all of it. No, and I totally agree with that. I totally do. But I'm just saying from like a fan's perspective. Like, would you rather them throw it in the trash without you seeing or have them regift? I probably, like, if I was being petty, I'd rather them throw it in the trash and never <laughs> see it. Only because, I, and I'm only saying because, like, what is this? I'm only saying, oh yeah, go ahead. Well, no, I'm just like because this is also the thing where like there's been instances where like people people have found fan letters in trash cans and stuff like that like you know from like idols gotten fan letters and then they were found in a trash can and then like people get like really upset about that so I'm just so I'm like I think if you find out you're stuck in trash I think it's even you know it gets pretty bad too. <laughs> Right, but I'm on. I'm I'm under the impression that I don't know it gets trash, and I'm just pretending like they wear it at home, like <laughs> like ignorance is bliss almost. It's like a horrible thing because fan letters, of course, they're filled with affection and like feelings and everything, but like letters, you could get so many of them, and there's no space for them. And I don't think the expectation is that they. Um, they keep all the fan letters. I think the expectation is that they throw it out discreetly, but not hurting the delicate feelings of the fans. And I'm only saying that Well, like, because... what if they did throw it out discreetly, but then the fan was just crazy and wanted to look through their trash and saw them? I don't know. I think people would understand that because, like, the reason I'm saying this is because there's another scandal that happened, like, back in the day, and I can't remember which group it was with, but it was that they were... <coughs> Sorry. They were in a radio show and they, you know how you get scripts for radio shows and stuff like that. And apparently they like kind of just like threw it off to the side or like threw it in the trash after they left, which is so innocuous, but like people got mad about it. And this oh, is wait, not even from a the thing that he threw it down his script on air. I don't know if it was that because I remember it wasn't, I don't think it was Heechel. Okay. Uh, but this. it but it was something stupid like that. Like they like had the script and they like just like tore it in half and like threw it away in the garbage. Like after they finished the show and people were like, oh, it's so disrespectful, like blah, 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 blah. So like if people think like that's disrespectful, like I couldn't imagine what people think about fan letters in the trash. So like I kind of see how if that's oh, like. It was, it was Taeyong. <laughs> uh, from NCT. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got his whole other set of issues. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I mean, do I think it's irrational? Yes. But um, am I kind of like, eh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, fans are kind of irrational, you know? So it's like... Yeah, but it's just, like, if you're thinking practically, it just sucks to see people getting, I don't want to going to curse, I don't know, shit on by fans for something, like, I don't know. Uh, well, also the thing about these audios, like, I don't know 
like um how to really take it in a sense because the thing is a lot of times especially after doing these fan sites a lot that these idols they tend to see the same group of you know fans over and over again so it's just like i feel like after a while they probably de- they they develop this kind of closeness in a sense they start having their own like inside jokes and stuff like that oh and i totally so, agree so sometimes i feel like we can't just take a small piece of audio and expect to know the whole picture because maybe they are joking within each other maybe the fan calls herself before oh i'm like your sugar mom or something or you know i'm your your cow cat your cow cash or whatever you know? cash, cow. So, cash cow whatever so like maybe he was like oh oh it's you cat are oh, you oh it's you my cash cow you know you know this like inside joke and then who knows like let's be who, serious I, so like i don't okay I don't know Seventeen personally, but I want to think that they're not that dumb to say uh, to a fan straight to their face without joking, "You're a cash cow." Like even um, I mean, I would think so. Even that guy that was talking about bad breath, like he did it in private. Oh, the bad breath guy! Oh my god! Oh, the um, that yeah. boy's twenty-four. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I tend to agree with you. And then also, like what. What comes to my mind is that uh, Got7, Jin Young, he, like, flicks hearts away from, like, his fans <laughs> and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So and, like, and like I know for a fact that there's, like, fans that have been following Jin Young and probably JB just because, I mean, come on, uh, since their JJP days. So, like, if you could imagine since... Well, how long ago was that? Like five, six years ago? Yeah, five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, same people every day. Like I work with people I haven't even seen that, <laughs> you know, for that long. So it's like, you know, I could definitely see that they have that kind of like playful relationship that could be taken out of context. Because like if you were new to GOT7 and you saw Jin Young flicking hearts from fans, like you'd be like, wow, he must be the dick of the group, right? but it's actually JB. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, Yeah, and another example, like uh, Joan Cook telling fans not to call him Opa when they call him Opa if they're older. Like he doesn't playfully meanly. Mm -hmm. I love those clips of Jungkook like being like, now everybody who comes up here will have to show me their ID so I can <laughs> see if they're actually like my Nuna or not, um, which I thought was like pretty funny. And I just wanted to do a side note: pornography, Parker pens, which makes us like bougie pens, actually call one of their lines pornography. So... <laughs> Copyright, trademark. But if we're good with that, that's like actually all the news that we have. Anything you guys yeah. want to promote? Oh, I know what I want to talk about. Um, well, it's still, well, actually, it just turned, for me, at least, the 1st of April. So, you know, April Fool's Day. And, um, but it's already been the first in Korea. And so Korean fan sites, they like to have so much fun with it. Like, um, like let's say a fan site is a, a GOT7 fan site where, they're, where they, you know, take the photos of GOT7 and stuff. They change their whole Twitter to, like, twice or something like that and so they post like oh. their photos of twice members and things like that like I they like to do that i should go check bts's account right now so i've been like seeing that all like, all over my t list today on twitter and it's just hilarious to me because it's like 
these fan sites for all these male groups are suddenly twice fan sites. And I'm like, I see you guys are, are actually, you know, twice fans. You just, you know, you got to keep it on the low because you can only stand one <laughs> apparently in Korea. So, um, but I just, I just find it cute. Like, I know a twice fan site, um, they became, made me their uh, Twitter account be about, I think they're called twist chips or something like that. And it was cute. So I always enjoy at least April Fools in that sense when I see like all the Koreans fan have fun with it and like they change their whole, you know, thing. I remember who was it? Someone oh a JB fan site, uh, like about a year or two ago, they changed into a Justin Bieber fan site. Oh <laughs> my god, so- that is actually hilarious. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it was around the time when they the year after they debuted and it was just hilarious seeing suddenly all he's called like jb Opa, justin Opa, no, like, no way that is actually super crying. super funny so i like how like korean fans have fun with April Fool's. they don't make it like a really like sickening thing like you know we're gonna make horrible jokes they're just like they make fun of it by like pretending to be like being a fan of another person for a day mm-hmm. So if you haven't seen it, you should definitely check it out. Um, for my shout out, I wanted to welcome Wong Jackson. Jackson, wow, I like Koreanizes for <laughs> Wong Jackson back um, from his little mini rest break. Um, he still doesn't look 100% to my expert Got7 fan eyes. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I am happy that he's well enough to be back. I hope he doesn't push himself, of course. But it's good mm-hmm. to see Got7 as seven members again. Um, because it was, like, really sad seeing that whole. And, of course, like, you know, they've been on a... And it kind of makes me sad because they've been on several variety shows without Jackson. And um, as much as a ham he is, I actually, like, really do miss his hamminess in all of the different variety shows. Um, so I'm really happy that he's back. And he actually did a V Live. It's only on Channel Plus right now, but I'm sure you could find some bootleg version somewhere on the Tumblers. Um, but he like did like on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, but he did like a cute little V Live this morning in the U.S. Um, of him making like uh fried rice and stuff like that, and he was so adorable. And I just like I'm really happy that Jackson's back and I wish that he's healthy always because he always talks about his fans being healthy. But if he doesn't take care of himself, then what's the point, right? So welcome back, Jackson. Woo-hoo. Oh, and speaking of God seven, um, good luck to Mark being in the jungle. Yes, girl. Good luck. Good luck to, to him. Mark. And you know what? I'm very interested in seeing what's going to happen from that because, like, if you follow God Seven at all, you know that Mark is like the least uh, talkative member. And during the um, Never Ever pr- promotions, he has been speaking up a little bit, but he's definitely not like anywhere near the variety star of God Seven. Yeah, and apparently he doesn't like bugs either. So I don't know. I don't know what you're going to do. <laughs> exactly. I hope that like a lot of the different other folks that are on the trip with him, like help him come out of his shell so he can get that screen time. You know what I'm talking about? But yeah. I want to see him come back tan. Yeah, I want to come. I want him to come back Jacksonified from when Jackson came back from the jungle. His like hair in a pony, like the, the, the facial hair grown out, like four shades darker. <laughs> Tank top. 
phobia. That is be so interesting. <laughs> um, Juliet, do you got a shout out? I don't think I do. All right. Well, that wraps the end of our episode of Not Your Average Netizens. Thank you, as always, for listening to us chat about K-pop. Um, if you have any comments about things that you want to talk about or hear, or like maybe you had pretty strong feelings about Imes music video, or you know who XQ is, please give <laughs> us a shout out and let us know who they are. Um, and any suggestions or comments you have, of course, we love to hear back from you. Uh, we're also on notyouraveragenetizens.com, which is our Tumblr. So if you want to hop on there and try to follow us, like that would be great too. <laughs> so. And for not your average Edison, and then I just see the comments that I think it's so Not your average Thomas um, but yeah, so uh, let us know. But thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Cherish your dandelion crayon because it's disappearing. Bye. <laughs> Yeah.